This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. Last week, my colleagues at ET broke a story that took the world of finance by surprise. The big story that we're tracking, billionaire investor Rakesh Junjunwala, who's known for his bullish bet on the Indian economy, is now planning his foray into the aviation space. What we know so far is that he will be launching an ultra low cost carrier called Aksa Air and is looking to roll out this carrier by the end of the year itself. Rakesh Junjunwala is putting 35 million dollars in an upcoming airline called Akasa. Now, Mr. Junjunwala is one of India's most successful stock market investors and he has quite a cult following. But he is not known to start new companies. And while he has made some risky bets over the years, Aviation is a different ball game. Betting on Indian aviation is not merely risky. It is audacious and perhaps even foolhardy. It's a graveyard of failed airlines out there. Kingfisher, Jet Airways, Air Deccan, Air Sahara, Damania Airways. It's a long list. The reasons? Sky-high costs, razor-thin margins, cutthroat competition and a business model that most fail to crack. Multiple airlines have failed in India for every successful one. And investing in the sector now when the pandemic is causing airlines thousands of crores of losses, it just doesn't add up. Or does it? What's motivated you uh, to do so? Uh, because I mean, they say that uh, the best way to become a millionaire is to be a billionaire and start an airline. See, when I first came to the stock market in 1985, they said the best way to get bankrupt is to go to the stock market. And by God's grace, you know, that's true and wrong. So why is Mr. Junjunwala going against what seems like collective wisdom? What does he know that others don't? As we dug deeper, we realized that he may have an ace or two up his sleeve. I'm Nehal Chaliawala and you are listening to The Morning Brief. देवी और सजनों सभी यात्रियों से निवेदन है कि वो अपनी कुर्सी पर लौट जाए और कुर्सी की पेटी बांध लें धन्यवाद जेट एयरवेज इट्स अ न्यू वे टू फ्लाई वेलकम अबाउट किंग फिशर एयरलाइंस फ्रॉम द डे वी स्टार्टेड फ्लाइंग आई हैव ट्राइड टू क्रिएट द फाइनेस्ट एक्सपीरियंस फॉर यू नाउ सिट बैक रिलैक्स and enjoy the five star kingfisher experience devi aur sajno main aasha karti hu aapki yatra sukhat rahi hamare sath yatra karne ke liye shukriya to understand the logic behind starting a new airline now we need to look at the team behind akasa it is founded by people who all have proven records of running an airline the operations will be headed by vinay dubey Vinay is pretty well known in aviation circles as a bright, astute, very sincere airline executive. That's ET's aviation reporter Anirban Chaudhary. Anirban has broken several stories on the plans of Akasa, and he knows the aviation industry inside out. He's got the chops. He came to India from Delta Airlines, the American behemoth, where he was a vice president for Asia Pacific. and he landed in india into the very sort of uh, onerous assignment of heading jet airways in its last two years when it was falling apart basically it's a fairly brave job to head india's oldest surviving private carrier which is for lack of a better word failing and going bankrupt and that and working with a difficult owner like mr naresh goel 
But, you know, f- uh, all things said, and, and by all accounts of his colleagues, he, he was very very good at running the airline and, you know, he was praised a lot. After JET, Mr. Dubey took up another assignment which was no less difficult. He became the CEO of Go Air, which is now called Go First. But Vinay Dubey had bigger plans. He quit the airline in August last year, just six months after taking over as its CEO. The, the buzz has been there in the aviation circles since about March that Mr. Vinay Dubey was applying to start an airline. It did catch most of us, including myself, by surprise. The thing is, Vinay keeps a very low profile and one wouldn't have thought that he would be so outright ambitious as to think of starting his own airline. From what his colleagues tell me, he envisaged this right after quitting Goel. He called up his two colleagues, Praveen Ayer and Anand Srinivasan. Both Praveen Ayer and Anand Srinivasan held senior positions at Go Air when Mr. Dubey was the CEO. The trio seemingly reached the conclusion that the way things were, it just wasn't working out for the airline industry. They wanted to reinvent the wheel, start their own airline, and show the world how it is to be done. Soon after, Aditya Ghosh, the former president of Indigo, joined them. Mr. Ghosh is considered one of India's most successful airline chiefs. He is expected to join the company's board. I have got some of the best airline people in the world as my partners. Someone who was number two or three in Delta, someone who headed Indigo in India for 14 years. And we are, we are the thing of making a very ultra low cost airlines. And they have got a very good technical team. I have incentivized them in a way you will not believe. It's quite a dream team. But the challenge this dream team is taking on is not ordinary either. I have heard about Vinay Dubey and the team working on this project for some time. It was a little bit surprising for me also when uh, Mr. Junjunwala decided to invest in it and at the interest at this stage. That's Suresh Nair. He has almost four decades of experience in the airline industry. He played a key role in setting up Jet Airways and later AirAsia's international operations in India. Suffice to say, Mr. Nair knows a thing or two about the airline industry. Uh, two things. One, I mean, running an airline and starting an airline is two different things. Out of so many airlines which has actually started up, only two or three have really survived and made it to the next stage. From my experience, I would look at two airlines which have succeeded in India. Jet was a success and definitely Indigo continues to be a success even today. And both of them came from people who knew the business very well and brought in professional managers to run the airlines. Now, Akasa takes that box, doesn't it? It will be run by people who know the industry well. But then, past trends are not in the favour of a new airline in India. I've said this before, that apart from Vistara and AirAsia, which are both backed by Tata Sons and a handful of regional uh, you know, airlines like Star Air, not a single fledgling airline has survived in India in the last 10 years. You know, That's a host of reasons. Uh, the very high cost structure in India, the cutthroat competition, the fact that all airlines you know, sell below costs to the very price-sensitive customer. Also, you have to have a lot of money to keep, you know, funding your losses. And, and then there is this overarching thought that, you know, there is 
no space for another Indian carrier. We already have too many carriers. Now that defies logic because we have such a huge population and aviation is still underpenetrated in a sense. But you know there is that thought. So Akasa might hope that it could only be if an airline exits the market, which might happen because um, most airlines in India are in a very financially precarious position now. And if there is a third wave of COVID that happens, which is as devastating as the second wave, at least one airline might go out of the market. In fact, Rakesh Junjunwala does count on at least one airline going out of business before the pandemic is over. But even if there's one less airline in the market, any new airline will need tons of money to fill that void that is created. Airlines are expensive. Mr. Junjunwala said that the company will start with about $50 million of funding. That's about Rs. 370 crore. Would that be enough? No money is enough, you know. Uh, <laughs> I should think that significant financial backing to sustain the business for five to six years is very much necessary before an airline is started. I think all the failures in the past of the smaller airlines withering away is because they have not had the financial resources to sustain in the long run. I think Jet Airways, if I'm correct, in 1993 started with just about $20 million. Uh, in today's time, it may be $200 million that you need to start the airline and really sustain it for a longer period. Maybe a startup, you could start with 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars, but you should have the resources to sustain it in the longer period. Funding aside, there are many other hurdles to overcome as well. Getting an air operator's permit or AOP takes up to two years. And then Akasa will have to compete with other airlines for airport slots and ticketing counters. And not to forget, Jet Airways is also being revived. That would just add to the competition. Getting an AOP could be done, but to really get it going and get the aircraft to start flying is a huge task. Every slot, every parking space, every counter space, every ticketing counter, Everything is a challenge in India. For instance, uh, to get a slot in Bombay or to get a slot in Delhi, I mean, post-COVID I'm talking about, is, is not going to be easy. Uh, so uh, it is definitely going to be interesting times ahead if Jet Airways comes back and if Akasha also uh, comes into the business. It will be very interesting times ahead and a little bit of competition is always good for the industry and cheaper for the customer. Competition may be good for customers, but it scares investors. To many, investing in the aviation business seems like flushing money down the drain, especially during the pandemic. Even Warren Buffett thinks it's a bad investment. Berkshire Hathaway last year sold all its investments in the four largest US airlines. We like those airlines, we like, but we, we don't not like the world has changed for the airlines, and I don't know how it's changed, and I hope it corrects itself. We put whatever it was, seven or eight billion into it, and we did not take out anything like seven or eight billion, and that was my mistake. But it was, it's always a problem if it, uh, uh, there, there are things on the lower levels of probabilities that happen sometimes, and, and it happened to the airlines, and 
and I'm the one who made the decision. Mr. Buffett has always had a love-hate relationship with the aviation industry. In 2007, he said, and I quote, The airline industry's demand for capital ever since that first flight has been insatiable. Investors have poured money into a bottomless pit, attracted by a growth when they should have been repelled by it. End quote. And you know what? COVID-19 has only made things that much more difficult. The pandemic has completely battered aviation industries across the world and in India. Uh, so, you know, just to give you some figures and some context, uh, according to estimates from Australian consultant called Kappa Center for Aviation, India's airlines are estimated to lose a total of about $8.2 billion combined for the years FY21 and 22. So that's more than the 2020 GDP of countries such as Maldives and Virgin Islands in the US and close to four times that of Bhutan and eight times that of Seychelles. Now, Indigo, which controls more than half of the domestic traffic in India last week, posted a record quarterly loss of over rupees uh, 3,000 crore, which made its net worth recede into negative territory for the first time since its inception. The Indian airline industry employed about 2 lakh people around March 2020. Government numbers show that between April and September last year, about 39,000 of them lost their jobs. That's almost 20%. The industry laid off a fifth of its staff. It just goes on to show how bad airlines are doing. So why put money in an airline now? I'm very, very bullish on the Indian aviation sector in terms of demand. And I think some of the incumbent players may not recover. I don't know whether they will not. See, India always had the inherent skills to have growth. I now think there is a confluence of factors, steps taken during the last 8-10 years, the first steps the government is taking, which is leading the way to India having double-digit economic growth. That's what Rakesh Junjunwala had to say about it. And it's a fairly fair argument. I mean, he is putting in money for the future. India has a middle-class population of about 300-400 million people. And it is continuously growing. That makes for a huge potential customer base. And as COVID-19 recedes over the coming year, air travel is expected to recover to pre-COVID levels. And Akasa could be around just in time to benefit from that. It will at least be a year before Akasa gets its final air operator's permit from the DGCA, which is, which is the aviation regulator in India. That is if it does. So the men behind it are first of all, probably and very possibly, counting on a significant upswing in air travel demand once we are out of the pandemic. Right now, the benefits that they can get right now is uh, cheaper aircraft purchases as well as leasing rates and contracts due to muted global demand. So now is a good time to buy planes or lease planes. And going by Mr. Junjunwala's statement in the interview that he gave to a television channel, they are planning to place an order for 70 planes. The 70 planes for an initial order, it's, it's, it's not a very small number of planes to order. So they might get that volume advantage. Remember, Indigo started with that advantage when it placed the first order, that famous first order of 100 Airbus aircraft that it made. And those volumes also helped it to rest a very beneficial uh, incentive-laden contracts with Airbus and, and with the lesser. How much of a benefit could they get? Well, as per a McKinsey report, the monthly lease for a used Boeing 777 aircraft fell from about $1.2 million in 2019 to just $800,000 in 2020. That's a 33% discount. 
discounts on new aircrafts are apparently even higher. And remember those 39,000 people who have lost their jobs? Well, they need one now. They would be more than happy to join a new airline. And with many people competing for a few jobs, Akasa could rack up a lower salary bill than it would have otherwise. That's huge cost savings. It could go a long way in giving any new airline starting now an edge over competition. Then there's the fact that Akasa wants to be an ultra low cost airline. What's that you ask? We had the same question. So ultra low cost has a pattern, right? You unbundle a lot of fares. So you can carry one bag only for check-in. And for two bags, you have to pay up. So airlines do a lot of that. So Ryanair does a lot. It's really cutthroat, right? I mean, the joke is that you have to pay at Ryanair even if you have to use the toilet at on board. So it's that level of unbundling. So that's how ultra low cost works. Basically, in an ultra low cost airline, we just pay for the seat and then everything else costs extra. Now, most of the airlines in India are low cost carriers or LCCs except Vistara and Air India, which are full-service carriers. So, if Akasa manages to pull off the ultra-low-cost feed, it could have an upper hand in a price-conscious market like India. Like, I could think of several people, including myself, who would love to pay less even if they get a no-frills flying experience. So yes, there are some strategic benefits to starting an airline now. And Mr. Dubey and his team do seem to know what they are doing. But is that the only reason that Mr. Junjunwala is investing in Akasa? Or could there be more to the story? Rakesh Junjunwala has made his billions from stock investing. But many believe that he wants to leave behind a larger legacy than being just a successful stock picker. A legacy of being an entrepreneur, of creating jobs. If that is to be believed, an airline is probably one of the most visible legacies one could aspire to leave behind. Many of the airlines have been built around personalities. Uh, I, uh, I think the airline is a very glamorous business. Uh, and uh, I think many of them get into the airline business uh, because it gives them particular vibes and you can create a lot of hype with the airline. And everybody enjoys being in the airline business. Some have past muster. Some, unfortunately, did not do so well. But at the same time, I, I believe that if you run a proper airline at the right time, you can make it profitable and uh, make it run well. An astute business strategy or a business blunder? A quest for legacy or attraction to glamour? How history books will judge Akasa, only time will tell. There's a long way to go before the airline even takes off, if it ever does. If it does take off, for you and me, it would mean another flight option when booking that long-deserved holiday when the world returns to normal. I'm Nehal Chilewala and you've been listening to The Morning Brief. This episode was edited by Bhavya Dilip Kumar. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please consider sharing it on your social media handles. Send us your feedback to the morning brief at the rate timesgroup.com. That's the morning brief at the rate timesgroup.com. The morning brief airs every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Thank you for listening and have a nice day ahead. Credits for all external clips used in this episode have been mentioned in the description. <laughs>